Welcome to Nintendo Dispatcher, weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I am James Amatamontamagno. And I'm Michael Rivette. Oh my goodness, how's it going, buddy? Um, I just got done selecting my Splatfest team, so things are going pretty good, my friend. You made it through uh, the 18-minute opening, so you could pick your option. Yep, I am extremely frustrated now, so I can't wait to ink some people to take my frustrations out, being forced, forced to watch that show every single time I go on. Split this is, we should tweet out this survey because I in I love to hate the opening because I just enjoy the banter, but then I just really want to play the game. That's my biggest biggest issue. Like, let me get to it. Let me just do it. There's no mm-hmm. skip button. Can't can't skip. Nope. And I I you know what? Have it. Have it there. Have it for people that care about it. But you gotta give people a way to skip it because I would never watch it ever. I don't care about anything they say. I just want to play. It's worse when you want to just go play single player or maybe the expansion and you go, oh, I just want to go play or like spruce something up. You're like, no, you got to watch this. Just hold on. So the pro tip is to put your uh, switch into airplane mode before launching Splatoon and then it can't get the update. It can't get the live data. Boom. I like it. I like that idea. Nintendo dispatch pro tip pro tip. (laughs) Uh, So before we get into this week's news, some uh, pre news news, pre news news. Yeah. That sounds good. I like it. Uh, The first thing is that we'll be notifying our winners this week. It was going to happen last week, so don't worry. Uh, Right now when this episode is coming out, we'll be picking the winners, releasing it. I had some some travel to do. We're back. It's happening. And the winners will be notified, and they'll get some sweet, awesome swag delivered to your doorstep. And I also got some sweet, delicious swag uh, when I got home today from Anchor. Uh, Last week, I believe we talked about, or the week before, Anchor was releasing two new Power Packs, the Anchor Power Core 13400, uh, aptly named, is what I got. And I got it in the mail, and it is a really nice looking device. And I figured we'd talk about it because it's unlike other uh, generic power bricks because it's made specifically for the Switch, or so they say, with Switch branding. So, what's cool, I'll tell you, Michael, since you've asked and I've let you talk during this uh, opening, is that the entire box really looks target or walmart ready so it has the nintendo switch logoing nintendo official you know uh, seal the uh licensed product official seal has a switch on it has mario on it and on the actual device it comes with a nice little uh sleeve for it the power brick is pretty small it's two joy cons side by side that's how big it is for um for for rep for you know visual that's actually a lot smaller than i was thinking it would be that's great yeah, it's really small. I'm just I'm holding it up to my switch right now. Yep, just two Joy-Cons side by side. And it's a really nice looking device. It has a USB normal, a USB-C. It's, uh, what else does it have? It's a matte finish, which I like, so no fingerprints. And it has a beautiful Nintendo Switch logo on the back. I like this. But you just got it. You didn't get to use this yet for travels, right? It, it's plugged in right now, charging, because I like to have my switch on while we record. And then my mm-hmm. switch battery drains because I have it on highest brightness. But it's, it is actively charging. Sweet. I can't, we're, you know, we're obviously not sponsored, but I like this. I like this ad for them. Maybe we will be sponsored if this works out and it is, you know, we become fans of this. Yeah, I think so. I mean, so far I'm really enjoying it uh, there. Uh, what else happened? So last week they announced at E3 this new GameCube controller. We didn't know anything about it. We knew nothing. They said we got GameCube controllers and I ran down to my basement where I have three Wavebirds. 
and I bought it, busted them out. I said, my wave birds are ready. Uh, but Nintendo came in and said, hey, 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 your, your wave birds and your GameCube controllers aren't just magically going to plug into your Switch. Where are they going to plug into, Michael? Where are they going to go? A little adapter. Yeah, you got to pre-order that adapter. The same one <laughs> from the Wii U actually works with it, and it has two USB cables on there, you, you know, inputs. I don't mm-hmm. know how I feel about that. Are you... So you don't have, you know, I've been I've been praising the pro controller for a while now. So you don't have another controller. This is this is going to be, I guess, and and you're going to use this. This is your main Smash controller now. I pre-ordered a, a new GameCube controller to go with my WaveBirds and the adapter. So the adapter is twenty bones. Mm-hmm. I did pre-order, but I have two full sets of Joy Cons. So I do have two player potential, but I'll sh- soon have six player potential or what? eight if you can share the joy i don't know that is fan uh, i'm thinking you're not going to be able to <laughs> no i'm thinking there's going to be the con i have a feeling the controls are a little more complex you know nintendo though they yeah. have put some ridiculous control what's that splatoon single joy con you got this <laughs> no buttons required all motion control all motion control. Hey, you actually just wave the Joy-Con at the screen for Smash <laughs> Ultimate Smash moves. You heard it here first, uh, Nintendo Dispatch exclusive. Yep, exclusive. Well, that's that's very good. I loved the pre-news to the now weekly news that we're about to do. Um, to kick, yeah, I like that this new pre-news. So to kick off our actual news, Nintendo has said that they're open to the idea of dropping the e3 direct format crazy no i know don't do that i know this is you're a huge fan actually i i always i always was kind of like on the fence about this but i've kind of grown to really enjoy it because it does give them time to really prepare a condensed clear message and then they just say okay boom here it is and then you do the treehouse after and that's where you get to ask questions and that's where you get to play it and see it in in, you know in action so i'm kind of really into the direct you you get rid of that awkwardness that every conference seems to have at e3 um and it's just very quick yeah and at the same time it also makes sure that the nintendo direct goes perfect because there's no place to go wrong because it's all pre-recorded yeah, exactly. And it's also good because all the other press conferences just seem like they go on for so long that you're like, this is a perfectly condensed, I know what I'm going to get type of situation. But, you know, I guess I could switch it up. I don't know. Switch it, does, it up. It, oh, I like it. Switch it up. I do think that it leaves you wanting more. And that's probably a good thing, right? Because a lot of those other ones, it leaves you just wanting it over. Whereas this is kind of like, I want more information. I want to know more about it. So... The reason we're talking about it is in a recent interview with Charlie Scabetta, I believe. He's the Senior Director of Corporate Communications at Nintendo of America. Long title. So in a recent interview, he actually was quoted saying, We decide each year what to show in the booth based on the content we have. We also do the same when it comes to what we want to do in Nintendo Direct or a presentation. In the past, we've done presentations where we brought thousands of people together and demoed live on stage. With the last four or five years, we've done more of the video approach. It really ma- it's, oh, excuse me. It's really whatever we think is best to bring those games to life. 
But then he also goes on to say that we think that Nintendo Direct recently has been a nice way to do it because we're able to package interviews and gameplay and fine tune it and prepare it, kind of like what we've been talking about. But then he says, we might do something completely different. Now, I know that's just him saying that, but it just kind of got me thinking, like, what would that be? What else could Nintendo do that would be completely different? So it's, it's an interesting thing. They could have done the entire Nintendo Direct as characters playing Fortnite. <laughs> no? Maybe bring out Dust Off the Puppets. They'll bring oh, those puppets you around. Mm-hmm. So. You could do live action puppets. I like that. You could... You could Animate ha- I don't know. Live action Splatfest in, in action. <laughs> Just well, in there. I know. It's a good topic for people to reach out to us. Give us what you think Nintendo should do at their next E3. For me, I'm I'm very good with the directs. I, I kind of dig them. Yeah, we have a whole year to contemplate. So yeah. So also something that's been happening on Fortnite. There's you know we've know we got Fortnite fans. We got some people that hate it. Fortnite right now. There's a countdown happening if you're playing Fortnite on Nintendo Switch. It's on some of the TVs in game. And it's ticking away a timer. Now, I have not been able to find these TVs to confirm this. All I'm finding is a skull being broadcast. I, I don't know what it means. Nobody seems to know what it means. We're hoping that maybe it's some Nintendo exclusive skins. Maybe there's a new feature such as the gyro controls coming in. Or maybe we'll be getting the 60 frames per second. So it's not really clear. I do think in the past, between seasons... They start breaking down the seasons early on, so um, or, or teasing them early on. So you'll get like th- for this season now, they had a comet that was in the sky all of a sudden, and then the comet started getting closer and closer, and then little comets started crashing down, and then the new season released, and a comet hit the ground, and there was destruction to the map, and everything was changed for this season. So perhaps this is sort of that first tease at what's coming on in three weeks. We don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I think it's doesn't matter because it it, the game is going to keep updating nonstop, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. But I, I do like this. I like that they tease these things. I think that's kind of fun. You find these little things in the game and it's kind of like, oh, what's going to happen? I, I don't see that too often. So to me, this is kind of fun. It makes sense because the game so far that I've experienced is really always updating kind of there's little things here and there nonstop. And even I just booted up my switch and it's like, Hey, we got an update and there's new content and there's this and that. So little hidden messages I think are really fun inside of games. And especially if maybe it leads to something six months from now and you're like, Oh, well, well, well that thing, you know, and we, they talked about in the dispatch. So yeah, pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. But that wasn't all, that wasn't all Fortnite, Was it Michael? No. So actually you just mentioned that they come out with these little updates update 4.4 just launched and that brought some minor changes i think a lot of it was behind um you know behind the scenes but we do have a couple new little things there's some new weapons and a few modes had changed out there was originally a sniper mode which i thought was a lot of fun and now it's been replaced with a 50 v 50 mode so that's mm-hmm. also pretty cool. So you, you're getting a lot of these. Every time I turn it on, like you said, there's a little update. And this is just seems to be one of those updates. Yeah, it seems really cool. I haven't had a lot of time to play Fortnite because I was on the road for the last week or so. 
However, I do kind of appreciate when games are, I'm like, oh, there's an update. Maybe I should see what, what's in that thing. And uh, so far, I've been enjoying what I've been playing and not winning, uh, as we mentioned <laughs> last week. So that's good. But I will say, even in the Fortnite realm, there's even more Fortnite news. And Reggie uh, Fizeme did address this and other things. And he was on Fox News Business and a bunch of other interviews. And I'll start with that. Well, first is that he did this Forbes interview. We'll put in the show notes. It's phenomenal. He talks about the Switch success and the sales. Uh, he talks about Labo support. He talks about mobile. He talks about all these great things uh, in general. And he also talks about crossplay and the 2DS and 3DS. So I'm going to start with the crossplay because everyone in the last week is just furious or pissed off at Sony. Like there's specific hashtags for it, like blame Sony, Sony, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And in, you know, nin- Nintendo has supported crossplay for a while and they embrace it. And Reggie came out in this interview, and he, one thing that he says is he wants to enable the developers and enable players. He goes, we think that enabling a developer to achieve their vision of having as many different players competing against each other honors their content, and it honors the player. I love that. So that's why we embrace crossplay. He goes, we even embrace crossplay on the Wii U. So there's nothing new for us. And in fact, he followed up and said, this is all Sony and it has nothing to do with Epic. It has nothing to do with Nintendo. It's all Sony. And he also confirmed, and I got confirmations that even you, Michael, if you today went and had a PlayStation 4 and then went and, and registered it there and then went and tried to use that same account on the Xbox, Micro Epic also blocks it on the Xbox because of Sony. So it's mm. and there was a lot of debate. It's like, well, why hasn't this been brought up against? Well, Usually a lot of people own Xbox or PlayStation, and then they also own a Switch. And the Switch, you know, is really hitting new levels. You know, they're the forecast that hit 20 million, already at 18 million. And, you know, Fortnite, you know, downloaded 2 million, uh, 2, pe- 2 million people, which is a large percentage of the people in the first 24 hours. So I thought that was really interesting. Sony did put out a very vague statement that was like, oh, I don't know. And it took them two days. So very kind of not a good look uh, in general. That that statement was a joke. It basically said we're always keeping an eye on what our users want. Well, you know, you're you're obviously hurting the player by not allowing this, and I think it's in part players allowing it as well. You know, mm-hmm. I was reading a lot of forums, and as many as the people that were angry, there was also those people who were like, "Oh, Fortnite sucks anyway," or "Oh, well, you shouldn't have a Switch," or "Oh, you shouldn't." You know, that's not the way to think about it. I'm I'm so tired of the xbox versus playstation versus switch like fanboy bs that it's it's about the player and it's about having the greatest experience possible and if you're allowing sony to run and steamroll over this and have total control you're not doing anybody any justice because at some point that that switch is going to be flipped and now you're going to be getting screwed over as well because Mm -hmm. you didn't back up you know, somebody else that was playing on a different platform. I think it ultimately it's about the games and it's about what people choose to play on and have fun with. And you need to stand up for that and not the company that you happen to play the system with. Mm-hmm. And people and gamers specifically, we remember these things. We remember when we were burned and that's a big differential. If, if, Xbox and Nintendo are really open to crossplay. It's really going to encourage me to look at those consoles more serious the next generation that comes around. Oh, absolutely. I've been considering a, a PlayStation, but I would strongly 
consider buying a game similar to Fortnite or something that we know has crossplay on a different platform specifically because mm-hmm. they're handling it the way they do. Yeah, and that's the other part is like, oh, you may not think now, but what happens when someone goes and they want to buy that game like you're saying? Oh, I want to buy PUBG now. Well, what happens if that comes to the Switch? It might be on this system now, but we're already knowing that hundreds of hundreds of games are coming to Switch, so maybe I don't want to buy it here and I'll buy it on something else. So they lose in that direction too, not just console sales. Uh, Two things I want to talk about too, and this is a great interview, I highly recommend go through it, is the 2DS and 3DS popularity. We did have an entire B-side extra episode talking about do we think that the 3DS still needs to exist? And apparently we were wrong because... Uh, now, maybe not that it does or doesn't need to exist, but apparently it's doing just fine. Michael, I don't know if you know, they're selling mm-hmm. oodles of them because last December, the 2DS and 3DS hardware grew 27% versus the prior year. And in fact, it continued to grow in so far this calendar year is up 10% versus 2017. Now, he well, he does go on to say, Fizeme goes on to say, that he believes that the parents go in to a Target, to a Walmart, and they see a great $79 2DS device. There's thousands of devices or um, games. They're still updating, and there was a new update this week that came out with stability updates. No one knows what that is yet. But they think, like, you know, the five to seven year old that maybe they don't have a cell phone, they want more options, more control. This is a great uh, investment. So, very interesting. And it kind of makes sense to me. I don't know if you agree with Reggie or not, but I, I, I guess Reggie's always right to me. So. No, I think it makes perfect sense. And it, we I think we kind of hit on that where this is the option, you know, obviously buying two, three switches for your children isn't really a isn't super feasible for all families, but these numbers, the fact that they're so much higher than years how many kids do you have? Like I don't <laughs> understand these numbers. 27% and then 10% from the year before. It's just like how many 3DSs do you need? Yeah. I I have the same Gen One, and I am like, yeah, it works. It does the job. So it 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 blows my mind. Good for Nintendo that this is what's you know working for them. I just as long as that doesn't mean resources are being on that and not on Switch. That's yeah. I guess that's all that really matters to me. Yeah, it seems like they brought on a lot more teams. But one good point that he does make is that, you know, the, the the kids that are five, six and seven, when they're 14, 15, 16, they're like the next generation of Nintendo players. And that came up again when they talked about mobile. He says mobile's doing well. They kind of look at it a little bit different than other companies upon you know monetization. And he, you know, Fire Emblem Heroes is doing well. And he says it's kind of like the 2ds type of stuff where it's kind of a gateway into the full experience so let's go that generates a lot of buzz for for that there's a new mario kart coming out or animal crossing and at some point they're probably going to do new versions so it's an introduction to people that maybe don't have a 2ds or 3ds or a switch where they're like oh i want more mario where can i get more mario i can get more mario on a switch so kind of good points yeah so you mentioned mobile and pokemon go we are getting an update with long-awaited features, at least to me. I thought it was something that we've needed for a while. We're getting friends, mm. trading, and gifting. And now I think the friends thing is is going to be huge. I think that's going to actually really change the way people play Pokemon Go. I always felt that that was the missing link because you go to these locations, especially when it was big, right? You had people all around. You had, you know, it would have been so much nicer and so much of a, like, a coming together experience if you could friend people through the app and say oh we met at x 
Pokestop or whatever, yeah. you know, I think that would have promoted a lot more like friendships and, and kind of conversations when you're there more than that was already happening. And now we're finally getting it. You know, you and I will be able to be friends through the app and you can see when I'm catching something, I can see when you're catching something, then we can trade if you don't already have it. I really think this is going to um, help not that it's hurting, but it's going to make more people start getting back into Pokemon Go and having these like fleshed out features that the app has been needing for quite a while. I think it's cool. I like that they're adding new, 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 new features. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I've actually started playing again since um, the Pokemon Let's Go announcement with all of like that cross play that's going on there. I've started jumping back in and I'm I'm happy with a lot of what they're doing. I don't think I think raids would be a great thing if you could do it online and not be physically at the location because there's just nobody playing raids around me so winning a raid is going to be near impossible yeah you need to go when you you go on holiday maybe you could go into (laughs) the city you could yeah i need to Uh, plan my holidays around (laughs) popular pokemon go raid spots that is the ideal situation to do i think (laughs) so that's a way to play pokemon go uh, some other cool things, uh, Nintendo is partnering with ThinkGeek, yes, the company owned by GameStop, to partner and create a replica of Link's Traveler's Bow from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. The arrowhead even lights up, uh, which is really cool. I don't know if they announced a price on it. This is from comicbook.com. Uh, $79.99. It is a pretty huge and crazy, and it does look like one of the uh, you know, mythic, you know, arrows or whatever specifically Mm -hmm. like when you take down the the guardians but it's really cool uh and you can pre-order it now today which is really really nice i have no room or space for this however if you were a collector of things you know it's it's out there and we'll see how it goes i mean like i said there's lights it does require two double a batteries those are not included so make sure you pick up those double a batteries it comes with a, a nifty wall mount so you know and some people have like weapons or like a, a, a gun or something, a replica gun. But now you can have a replica bow and arrow from Zelda. And that's way better because it can't hurt anybody. Much cooler. And much much cooler. cooler. Now you can just take any weapons you have and you can turn those into the police. Say, I don't want these weapons anymore. Get rid of them. I got a new Link Traveler's bow and ancient arrow. And with the light up arrowhead, it can kind of be like a nightlight. So yeah. you can put that bad boy right in your bedroom. Oh, Safety yeah. all around, really, is is the name of the game. Your partner will love you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, what else do we got? New Splatfest. We mentioned this earlier. Pulp versus No Pulp. We all know No Pulp is correct. So what else you got for us, Michael? No Pulp is the way to go. <laughs> I made ah. a special note that only a monster goes No Pulp. No Pulp. A monster. No Pulp added calcium, please. I'm adding double pulp. No. Get rid of that calcium. I don't want any calcium. Just pulp. You're, I, want, you're, <laughs> I, want I don't pulp. want no orange juice. Pulp only, please. Pulp only. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So All we'll right. see how it goes. I'm I'm curious to see the pop, popular vote, but, you know, we'll see. I, I think pulp has got this one. No. I pulp. would be amazed if it doesn't. But we'll see. Right. We'll see. I could All be right. totally wrong. I've been wrong in the past because apparently the Michelangelo that I know and love growing up was just dashed. Nobody liked them <laughs> anymore. Um, so, all right, E3 just happened. We already know about that. Big, huge announcements. But what is Nintendo doing? They're doing a sale right now. When this comes out, you'll have one more day to take advantage of the sale. There's a ton of great titles. So 
The Legend of Zelda is out now on sale for $45 from $60. Splatoon 2 on sale, $40 from $60. You got Mario and Rabbids, Pac-Man, Fire Emblem Warriors, Street Fighter. There's Overcooked. There's so many good games that are on sale right now. And it's also, they do have 3DS games, The Legend of Zelda or Ocarina of Time, Kirby, Planet Robobot, Metroid, Samus Returns. So there's a ton, a ton of games. Definitely worth checking out. There's a few that I've been wanting to play that I'm probably going to pick up. And I think it's made a huge difference in our charts this week. There's been a big shakeup. And I, I would have to say that it's probably due to the sales. Um, is there anything off the sales list that you are itching to get? I I think for me, Overcooked was something that I've been looking mm-hmm. at and there's going to be a sequel coming out. So I think I want to pick it up. I already own Golf Story, but that's a huge plus. If anybody's been you know, sitting on the fence about that, that's on sale right now for 10 bucks. Um, I don't know. Rocket League, maybe. Yeah, I have been eyeing Golf Story because I don't own it. I've also been eyeing Night in the Woods. I do own it on Steam, but I would buy it again. Uh, I heard Blossom Tales is phenomenal. It's a Zelda-type game. And I wish I played my 3DS more because I would probably pick up some games. I'm less likely to download full titles, though. That's my thing, is I'm a cartridge person. We can debate this on another episode. We're not going to get into it, Mr. Pulp. Uh, But I would say the download, I'm really thinking about Golf Story because it's never gone on sale. It's only $9.89, and that's a steal. If it was $9.99, no. But no, $9.89, I'm in. I would highly recommend it. It's yeah. it's a lot of fun. It's super quirky and cute and and really well done. It's sort of a Stardew Valley uh, meets golf. It's I it's like great. That. So now we mentioned the top f- charts and how things have been shaken up a little bit. So our top five this week at number one, Hollow Knight, brand new to the list, top of the list, top Amazing. of the list, top of the top list, top of the list to you, followed by a little game independent i believe splatoon 2 you may have heard of it new release never heard of it (laughs) see that's what i'm saying these these sales are really shaking it up overcooked third place overcooked bam followed by uh, this i'm still confused by this shack fu is is on fourth Amazing. Still still weird to me. And then follow rounding it up, top five, Zelda. When was the last time we saw Zelda? Probably when it came out. Who doesn't own it? Who doesn't who does, own exactly, it? I who, don't get it. Who waited to get it now? But good on you. You got it. You got it as a steal. An amazing game. So top five. Rounding out the top 15, the new debut, Arcade Archives Donkey Kong busts in. To the top 15. He throws a barrel and it crashes down on you. (laughs) I will say, I will say that was a sneaky release that Nintendo did last week. And they did some Treehouse Live. This game is actually relatively cool. It's Donkey Kong that you know and love, but there's three different versions. There's an early version that had a limited release only in Japan, I believe. There's the Japanese version and then the international version. The cool thing is that if you love Donkey Kong, the international version was never released. It's an exclusive stage, and there's also online leaderboards. So pretty cool out of the arcade archives that have come out. It's kind of one of my uh, maybe top picks. Oh, wow. That's 
in our sneaky last week, last week releases. So this is our new category, sneaky things that we maybe have missed. Octo expansion for Splatoon 2 came out, which I believe you're going to have a little bit to talk about later on. Mm-hmm. And then Arcade Archives Donkey Kong. Those were our sneaky, sneaky our sneaky last weekers. Slipping in, slipping in on the Switch. Sneaky game releases. <laughs> so we're going to run down this list. June 19th, we have Anima, Gate of Memories, The Nameless Chronicles coming out. We also have Anima, Gate of Memories, Arcane Edition for $30. That includes both the Anima, Gate of Memories, and The Nameless Chronicles. So for the extra $10, it seems like the deal to go with that one. You get in two. There's also Ink which is a platformer. Very interesting idea of essentially the game starts at blank and you make you, you're this little blobby thing and you jump around and you're inking the world and you start to reveal the platform. Really cool idea. The lost child full price, $50 game. It's an RPG set in modern day Japan on mm-hmm. the 20th. We have grab the bottle. This is about a $4.50 game. I was real quick to just discredit this one. It seems super quirky, but I watched the trailer a few times. It's kind of got this fun, hand-drawn look. Puzzle game, really interesting. Yeah, I saw that one, and I go, that's really quirky. Uh, It seems like it's a cool touchscreen game. Maybe not. I don't know. It seems like you're playing snake but you're trying to grab this ball the video is terrible uh very interesting very but you get the idea of the concept from watching it on on the eShop. it's a little weird yeah it's a little it's very quirky maybe you feel s- awkward because of the yeah. creepy hand like just <laughs> lurking it reminded me of little nightmares where the oh, were kind me of, too yeah I didn't yeah. like that. I will say maybe a little that's f- why it made me feel yeah. weird because it made me think a little nightmares. <laughs> I was like, eh, I'm going to get you. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> oh, now I got to wait five minutes for this load screen to finish. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. We'll burn on little nightmares. Um, and uh, I will, I will mention, I, I think ink also looks cool. The lost child is from nice America. So if you're into any of the nice NIS games, those are really cool too. So just a little update there. Just a little, as you roll through them, so quick. I like it. I like that. So on the 21st, we have Destiny's Princess, a war story, a love story. This is creepy. It's basically a historical Japanese romance game for women. And I watched some of the gameplay on this because I had no idea what that <laughs> meant. And it's it's sort of like a um I don't dating I don't know. Our, yeah, it's like a dating sim. It's in, but there's some weird incestual stuff happening and like mm. you one weird. of the options is your father, one of them's your brother. It's very very weird. Drawful 2 for $10. This is a Jackbox game. It looks like a really fun party game. It's quoted as being a game of terrible drawings and hilariously wrong answers. So basically you're going to use your Switch to draw weird funny little illustrations around maybe picture of nachos or death by trampoline <laughs> trampone i was gonna say trampoline death by trombone and then everybody that you're playing with has to look at those drawings and try to guess multiple choice guess what you actually drew so it mm. seems like it could be pretty fun party game. And these games, you can also have all your friends join in on their mobile device or tablet or computer. You get a game code. This comes from Jackbox Games. They have a bunch of them on the Switch already. And people can join the game so you can draw and, and it's interactive so that the 
the switch is kind of the the tv part of it or wherever the main game is happening and then people join in that way i like it i mean mm-hmm. it's very much like um smash brothers where if we had friends this yes. would be a great game for us add friends a step one download games step two find friends <laughs> make friends. because that's that's what your encouragement is is to is to get friends if i had friends that lived so, in. also coming out on the 21st is gunbird 2 johnny turbo's arcade wizard fire love it lost in harmony minecraft now this one's interesting we had this discussion before the minecraft release it's 30 dollars. it's the physical release but this physical release also includes the bedrock engine that's coming out mm. um, i believe they're both coming out in the same day so if you already have the digital you can just on the 21st you'll be able to update your existing version and then um <clears throat> excuse me what you get with that is the all of the previous content the dlc everything like that and then you get the play together with people on a phone windows 10 or console and by console we mean xbox because PlayStation hates gamers. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's true. That's true. That's from my understanding. Yeah. Yeah. So they say console, it was meant to be really polite and PC, but really it means Xbox. Then you can also create realms or you can join a massive realm that is existing on a server. So it's a, it's a big update if you already have the digital and if not, now you finally get that physical copy that you've been wanting. I like it. Also, this one cracks me up because it sounds like sort of a diarrhea medicine. Mucinix, I believe is how you say this. It's a music game, $27. It looks very similar to a Guitar Hero type game. Uh, the Journey Down, Chapter 1. This one is a classic point-and-click series with an Afro-Caribbean twist. And apparently there's three chapters, the first one being released now. Vegas Party. So if you like any sort of Vegas games, card games, things like that, blackjack, roulette, this game is for you. There's 10 mini games with a bunch of different casino options. And then the big, big release coming out on the 21st, Mario Tennis Aces. Full price game. I'm sure everybody's heard of this one. If you like tennis, if you like Mario, this is going to be a hit. I like it. That's uh, one that I'm really looking forward to. I did pre-order it at Best Buy on my Gamer Club Unlimited that will expire at some point because, as we mentioned before, Best Buy got rid of that amazing program. So I will be picking up the physical copy because, you know, I love physical copies of games. I've mentioned it already once, all about those physical copies. And I really want to give the update once I have this in my hands for the casual mode because I want to swing these Joy-Cons around and play Essentially, just if they just would have released Wii Tennis, I would have just bought that. But I'm excited because there is this kind of advanced crazy mode, and I really like the tournament. I thought the tournament was fun. Yeah, I, I'm i going to hold off on Mario Tennis for a little bit. I don't feel a real need for it. I will maybe finally jump into Minecraft on Switch because I, I love Minecraft. I love the portability to the Switch, so I think that would be a good one for me. Other than that, nothing else is really... The Drawful 2, I just think, could be a great party game, but, you know, playing it by myself, it'll be terrible. So I'm not really sure. Maybe Minecraft for this list is my top pick. I think my top pick would be the Mario Tennis Aces and or mm, grab the bottle. No, maybe grab the bottle. <laughs> Grabbing bottles. So our, our, I, I mean, I think it's an easy one for our top of the charts next week. Our our guesses are our bet Mario Tennis, right? Mm, 
Well, this is hard because yeah, you know, it'll definitely be number one. Yeah, it's got to be. It's oh, Minecraft. Be. Oh, I don't know. Mm. Maybe it'll give a because it'll be a big update. Maybe people because the actual update will be out. So I just don't know if they're considering Minecraft just the physical release. I don't know if the update is counting. So I'm still sticking with Mario Tennis, but I think we will see a resurgence of Minecraft. It'll be in the top 15 for sure. Got it. That's my guess. Perfect. Yes. Okay. All right. Our favorite part of the show. What you playing? So great question, and I'm glad that you asked. Uh, so so I'll mention the first thing that I've been playing really heavily. I was really, really excited about it, which is Splatoon 2 Octo expansion. I was really excited about this because I'd almost finished the single player, and I didn't really necessarily love the original single player. I thought it was good, not great. It didn't really have a story or whatever. And uh, I got the Octo expansion. I, I didn't know that I needed to up like the game didn't auto update for some reason i had to go kind of force an update you hit the plus button and then you hit update software and updated and in that updated downloaded it automatically and then they don't tell you where to go but you have to go over to the subway which is off to the right i never know what's happening in splatoon ever like it doesn't tell you anything um but and what's cool about it so far is that it's Actually, like I think better looking than the original. I don't know if they updated the graphics for this part or just they updated the graphics for the game. It, it looks beautiful. I really like the names of characters. I tweeted a photo of the one little jelly. It's like this jelly guy in the subway system. And his name is the letter C, the letter Q, and then Cumber. <laughs> C, C, Cucumber. Oh, it's so adorable. And the, the fun part about this game is it almost reminds me of the shrines from Zelda where Mm -hmm. you go into the shrine you have a mini challenge you can beat in a few minutes and that's really what octo expansion is octo expansion almost seems like every single stage you're on the subway and there's stops on the subway and you have different tubes and you're trying to get these other things and there's a story to it it's really really funny really quirky and you do get to customize your character but what's nice here is that when you're playing the game uh Every single challenge is different and you even have choices for like what weapons and based on the weapon that you pick makes it easier or harder. Uh, And it's pretty challenging. It's pretty challenging and I do enjoy it so far. I'm having a lot of fun with it and it's definitely a worthy upgrade uh, if you like Splatoon at all. Uh, I'm pretty blown away. Like I think it's a nice update. I'm really, I'm so happy that this game got this really not just like an extension to the story, but it's its, its own set alone thing. So if you didn't even beat the original single player, then you're good. Oh, you don't even need to then. No, you have no, you don't need to. Okay. And now was there anything that's added to the, the multiplayer aspect of it? So do you have extra maybe weapons or clothing that you've noticed yet that maybe I won't get if I didn't get the expansion? No, not that I know of. Okay. Yeah. Now cool. I did buy the, I did pre-order it. So I did get a bonus shirt or, or some, maybe something from that. Cause I did pre-order it on the eShop. Cool. Yeah. That's I like it. that. And I'll talk about the other game we'll be playing, but you also have been playing it. So we'll talk about it together. Okay. So for me, there's a couple games that I've been going down the battle chasers. That's still going on. Still Jeez. enjoying it. Beat it already. I know it's, I, I believe me. I wish I could. It, I think it's permanent fixture on my switch now at this point. I cannot. I just I I like to level. I like the grind of it and there's all there's plenty. There's a lot of grinding happening over here between me and my switch. 
<laughs> so the one game that I'm I got it. <laughs> the one game I do think I'm getting rid of off the Switch is Fallout Shelter. I've made the decision that it's just not the right platform. It's not the right game for this this uh for the Switch. It shouldn't even be made. It needs to go. It's a great mobile game. I've actually continued playing it on my phone, but for a Switch, it just doesn't make any sense. I've also been playing Fortnite and I've been playing Octopath Traveler, the prologue demo. I already played the original demo that came out. Now I'm playing the prologue demo that allows you to play all eight characters or choose from all eight characters. I went with the Thief character, um, but I I love the look of this game. I really love the idea of the game. It's another role-playing game, um, but it's it's just fantastic. It, it's it's every time I do something or start walking in a certain direction, I'm just blown away by the new, it's sort of a, if anybody's familiar with tilt shift cameras or tilt shift lenses, it has a very similar look to that where it it's, um, you know, the background and the foreground are extremely like blurred, but where you are is in focus on the game. Mm. So it just really adds this beautiful depth that I haven't seen at least in a game like this, I've never seen that sort of tilt shift uh, effect applied to a game before. And I think it really is something special. And so far, the gameplay and the and the story is also really well done. So I'm, I'm excited. This I think I'm picking it up. Yeah, I have also been playing it. This is the one that I've also been playing. And I went with Hanadit, Hanit. She's a, a bow, bow, bow oh, and arrow. Okay. She's got this cool cat that hangs out with her and is a complete She's BA. She's hunter class. Hunter right? class, yes. Yeah. What's interesting about this game and this prologue, if you haven't downloaded it yet, is that you get three hours to play any any of the game. It's literally the, it is the game. Mm-hmm. And you can pick from any of them. And you can play for three hours and then all of your save will transfer over to the game. So I'm at about an hour in so far. I played it a bunch on the plane coming in and I'm really enjoying it. The So far I'm kind of experiencing the mechanics and you can capture these creatures, which I, I they don't really tell you a lot about how to play the game. You kind of explore through the menus. I beat the first boss, which was really fun. But my what I like about this is you picked a different character and each story is completely different. So I'm pretty sure what you're doing in your game is completely different from what I'm doing in my game. And I don't know if oh, there's yeah. overlap or what it is. I think our char- th- all the characters eventually meet, but yeah, my story has been totally different. That's really cool. I'm 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 really liking it and it's definitely one that I'm going to probably pick up. I don't know when I'll pick it up. It comes out in a month. So you have a whole month to play the three three hours i guess i think i'll be sad (laughs) when i hit the three hour mark and i just want to maybe play more so i don't i think there is a point in this demo where you do hit the end so i've been exploring everything really heavily so i've been trying to get every single treasure chest that i possibly can even Mm -hmm. if it means you know i'm kind of grinding leveling up just from the start so that's what i'm doing yeah. yeah, no, I, I have, I think a half hour, 45 minutes left of my demo time and I haven't, I haven't reached a, an end, but I'm doing very similar where if this is the character that rolls over when I get the full game, I want to make sure I didn't just like run and miss a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm playing it very thorough, um, in, in preparation for actually just having that save transfer over. One thing that did come out about this game was that the creator said they will not be making any DLC content for it. So when you buy this, that is the game. Um, And 
for the most part, everything I've read has been really in favor of that. People have been loving the idea that this is sort of an old school game that isn't missing something so they can sell it to you later. It's it's the game. And I think that's kind of refreshing. It's not something we see too often now. Um so yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I think this is going to be something pretty unique and it's and it's um it's only on the Nintendo Switch. So that's uh, even yeah. better. I like that. I think that that's really positive when I read that news because there is kind of a big uh you know, kind of not necessarily uprising about all this extra, not necessarily DLC, but season passes and all this other stuff. And to be honest with you, I'm already really impressed that there's essentially eight games inside this game. I mean, it's one mm-hmm. game, but there's eight stories. And how crummy would it have been if you just bought one and you had to buy every single, oh. you know, that would have been bad. Yeah, that would have been terrible. And, and you know, I don't mind the idea of DLC. Like, you get something, maybe the story continues. or But a lot of what happens is it seems that something was removed from the finished game so that they could sell it to you. You know, not necessarily, here's the complete game. Oh, you like the game so much, we're going to do extra missions. It, it's not that. It's just, we took something away so that you'll buy it now that you're hooked already. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's given everybody a bad taste of of DLC because they're, they're really seeing that, you know, games are going out, not complete, you know, destiny is a perfect example of that. And, um, so yeah, I, I like this. I'm on, I'm on board. I want to support that. Yeah. I am all about supporting not only this game because of the great look also supporting exclusive third party games on the switch is super important. So yeah, I think, uh, that's it. That's it. That's all I'm planning. We have a lot more hopefully next week, although it is my birthday weekend. So make sure you get on Twitter and wish me a happy birthday. I would like that. That'd be cool. You don't have to do that. Don't do that. If you do that, then that'd be, that's cool. You can do that. But <laughs> uh, anything else from you, Michael? Nope. That's it for me. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's Nintendo Dispatch. You can find us everywhere on the internet at James Montemagno, at MS Rivette, and at Dispatch Podcast. We are also at NintendoDispatch.com, where you can, of course, subscribe to all of the latest and greatest and take a look at our brand new fancy schmancy update to our website that has a lot more visuals. It's pretty cool. New theme. Um, Thanks, Fireside, for the sweet new themes that we have going on. And until next time, this has been your weekly Nintendo Dispatch.